the gun. Backs to each side. Two wideouts right. One left. Looks right. Then shifts his weight left. Throws. Incomplete. He gets hit hard as he threw it toward the goal line. And the timing was off. Shy of his intended receiver. Lance Teason at the goal line. In good coverage by T safety. Blake Thompson. And now the Seahawks facing third and two. At the Titan 13. 6-10 to go, and now, unlike the last play, the Seahawks not racing to the line. They are huddling and substituting players, and one of them, the quarterback, Peterson, sprints into the huddle with 11 seconds on the play clock. He calls a play quickly. They break out of the huddle at the 7-second mark, down to 2, down to 1. Snap is low, but Peterson gets it off the turf. Looks over the middle, pressure from his left, now pressure from his right, so he moves left. He's got a lot of field over there. He throws to the end zone, batted down on the far sideline. Halfway deep in the end zone. Great coverage. Boy, this T defense making plays at all three levels all game long. Trevor Welch, the quarterback, with his third pass breakup of the game. And one of the Titan defenders is shaken up on the far sideline, and the whistles stopped the play, stopped the game. 5.27 remaining, T area, marching toward a second state title in three years. The injured player is on his feet and hunched over. At the end of that play, midway into the end zone, just out of bounds, and I cannot see his number. A couple of trainers have come to his side. That is Jackson Weber. He appears to be okay. He's able to walk back on his own. And he'll get a golf clap from the fans here. It's really hard to tell what is hurt. Perhaps the wind was knocked out of him. Slowly walking back, but not in any sort of way that would cause major concern. The head coach, Craig Clayberg, walks onto the field and asks Jackson Weber, Are you okay? Gets a quick yes, pats him on the back, and walks back. Craig Clayberg has spent his whole high school coaching career in the metro area of Sioux Falls. Nine years on the staff of Brent DeBoer at Sioux Falls Roosevelt, and one for Kim Nelson, who was DeBoer's replacement after DeBoer stepped down. After the first 18 years guiding that program and won a couple of state titles, 06-07. Clayberg was the second coach in T-area football after a few years of futility. Getting out of the blocks. Quickly got the strength training program going. And it's just a beastly outfit. 35-8 the lead. Going for a second state title in three years. Uh, 5.20 remaining in the game. And we're now ready to play. Canton now fourth and two from the T-13 from the eye. A handout to the fullback. That's Richardson and he's got it. Plunging across the 10 to the 9. The 260-pound Zach Richardson. Good guy to go to in that situation. And now it is first and goal for Canton. They quickly get back up to the line. Near side hash, moving left to right from the T7. And somebody moved too quickly. That appeared to be the left tackle, Marshall Baldwin. I think we're going to get a false start from Canton. But let's hear it for ourselves. False start. 26 offense. Five-yard penalty. Still first down. Right team, wrong player, Jaden Dominici next to Marshall. Lined up as a tight end on the left side. So that brings the Seahawks back to the Canton, uh, the T11, the 13, check that. 35-8 T area with the lead. It's the 11A state championship game. 420 and ticking fourth quarter. 
Peterson from the gun. Three wideouts left. He's working from the near side hash. And now he gets chased from the left, so he rolls to his right, looking for somebody downfield. Now he throws toward the back of the end zone, throws it up, right corner, incomplete. Falls just inside the pylon in the double coverage. Jaden Dominici was blanketed by a safety and a cornerback. Trevor Welch, the safety. Check that. Blake Thompson, the safety. And Trevor Welch, the quarterback. 348 remaining in the game. Titans are up 28 zip at the break. They got out to a 21-0 lead. Couple first half interceptions. Couple of long touchdown runs. One from 63 from Austin Lake. One from Caden Johnson from 91. All T in this game. Although the Seahawks scored in their last drive, this has been a long follow-up drive, but they do have second and goal at the 13, and third and goal, and now Peterson again being chased, again rolls to his right, this time tries to run it, and steps out of bounds at the 10. Yeah, it might be the 9. I have a tough angle. It's the 9-yard line. Trevor Welch runs about after a 4-yard gain. Three minutes remaining in the state championship. T looking to keep the Seahawks in single digits. And we do have third and goal. Third and goal from the eight. Peterson with three wideouts left. That's where he looks. Now he gets pressure up the middle. Now he throws just before he's hit toward the goal line. It's snagged across the goal line. It's a touchdown for Canton. Peyton Eben. Now, a flag did fly after Eben made the catch just across the goal line. On the near sideline, Canton fans erupt, and it was a touchdown despite the pass interference on Peyton Even. It's on Jackson Weber, who just had to come out of the game, and so the touchdown stands, and the Seahawks have made it 35-14 for T-Area. 2.48 remaining in the game. Canton has had the ball most of the last 10 minutes or so, of this game, and they have scored on their last two drives. As the great philosopher Pat Benatar once said, a little too little, a little too late. Uh, Giving their fans a reason to cheer. They go for two. Peterson lobs it, left corner. It's caught in great coverage. It comes down into the hands of Matt Anderson, and the Seahawks make it a 35-16 T area lead. 2.48 remaining in this 11A state championship. It's high school football in the Dakota Dome on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. So the Canton Seahawks, the number two team in the state in Class 11A, their last two drives, something they would have loved a lot more of a lot earlier in this 11A state championship. Scoring on both of them. The first went for 63 yards and took six plays. And over four minutes to make it 35-8. That was with 7.25 remaining in the third quarter after trailing 28-0 at half and 35-0 after Austin Lake scored on the first play of the second half from 63 yards on a quarterback run. Now this latest drive, 15 plays, 64 yards, 10 minutes, 39 seconds. A work of art if you love ball control, but not if you're the team that's down by 27 points as the drive started. Canton was able to get a couple of those in their semifinal win over West Central last week. And unfortunately, their defense has not been able to do the kind of damage it has all season long. 
35-16. T-area with the lead. Titans on their way to winning a state championship for the second time in three years while Canton about to be denied back-to-back state titles. Off the pass interference penalty on the touchdown catch, which I don't recall. Canton is going to get a kickoff from the 45, and the refs are dead wrong about this. There was a pass interference on the touchdown catch that Canton obviously declined because they accepted the touchdown. There was no pass interference on the two-point conversion pass. The Canton sideline head coach Craig Clayberg, his loyal assistant and athletic director Brent DeBoer, they both are screaming and get the referee to go talk to him because pass interference would have been enforced on the kickoff had it been on the extra point or two-point conversion attempt. But on... But this was a pass interference on a touchdown catch, which, again, the Seahawks declined, and therefore it shouldn't be enforced. That's what Craig Clayberg, I'm guessing, is telling the referee, and unless Craig Clayberg and I have some sort of misunderstanding of the rules or, or whatever happened, as far as I know, there wasn't a flag on the two-point conversion. The Seahawks get to kick off 15 yards closer to the end zone. It's really a moot point in a 35-16 game. They didn't stop Clayberg from getting fussy about it, which he should, because it's the wrong call. And meanwhile, the Seahawks go for a pooch kick that angles, that's kicked off from left to right as we see it, angles right to left from the kick, and is just caught and sat on on the far numbers at the 19-yard line. So, T-area, with a couple of first downs, will seal a second state title in the last three years. Canton does have two timeouts left. We'll see if they try to use them. They're down by three scores, and the Titans will take plenty of time in their huddle. This is a football program that started in 2005, had some issues getting out of the blocks. Craig Clayberg, a former Brent DeBoer assistant, took over back in 2011. Here's a handoff. Austin Lake to the tailback. Caden Johnson gets some room up the middle. Marshall Baldwin, a defensive tackle, upends him just across the 20 to the 21, a two-yard gain. Clayberg enforces a weight room program, enforces what some have called a meticulous, if not militaristic style. He enlists wrestlers. He does it the right way and ethically, according to Brent DeBoer, the longtime Roosevelt head coach. And now Cale Lundin, the backup quarterback, is in the game. He'll be a part of what could be a good T-area basketball team that has several players on this football team. Austin Lake checks out to the standing ovation of his fans. 125 and ticking in this game. T-area, 35-16. Handoff up the middle. Johnson gets a first down. Almost broke free. For a long touchdown until he is tackled by a safety. Kale Ask at the 38. It's a 16-yard carry for Caden Johnson. So Austin Lake finishes this game. 7 of 10, 142 yards through the air. 8 of eight rushes, 116 yards on the ground. Two touchdowns each way. Four touchdowns. And so some area colleges have a lot of good highlights to nibble on for Austin Lake, the senior. Caden Johnson with 13 carries, 128 yards. 91 of those came on his first rush of the game on T's second series. 
40 seconds left in the game. And actually, it's Lake that goes back in and takes the kneel down. And there's fewer seconds remaining on the game clock than the play clock. So that will be it. T area dominates from the start. An interception on the first play of the game. A touchdown three plays later. A 91-yard run to make it 14-zip. 21-0 after one. 28-0 at halftime. 35-0 early in the third. And the Titans hold on. The clock has run out, and for the second time in three years, the T-area Titans are the state champions of Class 11A in South Dakota. 35-16, the final score over number two, Canton. The Titans finished the season 10-0 and 2-0 against their rivals, the number two Seahawks. The first game in the opener, far more competitive, 27-21. But today, Canton dominates from the start. The big numbers that you heard from Austin Lake and from Caden Johnson, but a lot of it keyed by the Bohemus up front who offered them plenty of time and space to do their thing. We'll have the post-game show, and we'll tell you who the MVP of this game was. When we come back, again, T-35, Canton 16, Titans 11A state champions in the Dakota Dome. And Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Go to <laughs> It's time for the post-game report on FM 98.1 and AM 1230, KWSN, and KWSN.com. Now, back to the field. I'm John Gaskins, where the T-Area Titans have beaten the Canton Seahawks 35-16 for the 11A state championship in the Dakota Dome in Vermilion. It's our post-game show. Good to have you here. The Seahawks accepting their state runner-up trophy to the throng of their fans. This is a team that has lost a state championship game for the first time in school history. They were 4-for-4 four four coming in. Their head coach, Rich Lundstrom, won it in 86 as a sophomore and then guided the Seahawks to the winner's circle in 2006 and 13 and last year in 19. They had a megastar in Caden Verley who accounted for over 300 of their 492 yards in their state title game route of Lennox. This time they ran into the... Steamroller from T. The Titans complete a 10-0 season. They led 28-0 at half, 35-0 after the first play of the third quarter, and held on 35-16. The Titans, as you can hear, just accepted their state championship trophy. We'll be going down on the field with South Dakota Public Broadcasting momentarily when it appears we'll have the opportunity to do so. Austin Lake, the quarterback, is the MVP. He accounted for a total of 260 yards, 7 of 10, passing for 142 with two touchdowns and eight rushes for 116 yards and two scores from 30 and 63 yards out. Caden Johnson had a 91-yard touchdown on the first play of T's second series 
of this game to make it 14-0. And he finishes with 13 touches for 128 yards and the score. That's primarily where T got its offense from those two kids. Kale Undine caught three passes for 74 yards to lead the Titans in receiving. He caught a 14-yard touchdown pass a couple plays after a 50-yard reception to set it up on what was T's fourth scoring drive of the game. They were already at 21-0 at that point. Game started on an interception. Garrett Mulder, Garrett Colbeck picked off Seth Peterson as Canton lost the coin toss. T area deferred to the second half. And the very first play of the game, a toss into the hands of the T area outside linebacker, Garrett Colbeck, his second interception of the year. As the analyst for South Dakota Public Broadcasting, Curtis Riggs, pointed out, it just appeared from that play on that Canton decided it wasn't going to be able to run on these Titans who were giving up. Just 47 yards a game and two yards a carry coming in, and going to the air bit them right away as Mulder made the interception. and He only had to go 17 yards after the 11-yard return. Three plays, 17 yards. Uh, Colbeck the interception, Mulder the touchdown reception on that first drive. I mentioned the Caden Johnson 90-yard run. Austin Lake, a 30-yard run on a nine-play 58-yard drive late in the first quarter, made it 21-0. The Lundin catch, the two of them, 50 yards, then 14 to make it 28-0 at the break. Lake with a 63-yard run, first play, second half. And that was it for T's scoring up 35-0. Canton went on two touchdown drives. One mid-third quarter of 63 yards in six plays, capped off by a Seth Peterson one-yard touchdown run. And Peyton Eben, an eight-yard pass from Peterson to cap a long 15-play 64-yard drive that only delayed the inevitable, but did get Canton into double digits. Both of those drives ended with two-point conversions that were successful for Canton, who has outgained 396 to 177 in this game. 396 to 177 in total yards. And it does appear that South Dakota Public Broadcasting is going onto the field with Craig Clayberg, the head coach of the Titans, who have now won two state titles in the last three years. Let's pick it up. for you today. How does this help you moving up to double-A? Well, you know, hey, we're just going to cherish this moment for a while. Not even thinking about next year. Get a great group of guys. Be fun. And you have some spectacular seniors on your team this year and, you know, next year looking forward. What kind of potential do you see in these players? You know, those guys have done a great job leading us all year. Um, got a good junior class coming up and now they need to step up and it's their season next year and just kind of go from there. The seniors are going to move on, maybe play college, I don't know. Um, they're just going to be happy right now. And a lot of them play multiple sports, so they go right into basketball and wrestling. Wrestling starts Monday, so we've got a lot of guys doing a lot of things, and it's great. 
enough. And what do you want to say to the community, to the fans who came out here and have supported you along this whole journey? Oh, it's been great. They've just been awesome. Good crowd. Kids are loud. I mean, that's what it's all about. We're lucky to be here. So. Well, I want to thank you so much and the biggest of congratulations. Thank you. To thank you. you much. All right. The head coach of T area. That's courtesy of our friends at South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television. Uh, the Titans, a, a narrative that many of you do know that it's a growing community and uh, it has moved up from 11B to 11A within the last 10 years and has now won two of the last three state championships in 11A. Both of those wins were dominating 39-7 over Del Rapids two years ago and 35-16 over Canton today, both games in the Dakota Dome. But uh, the area will likely be joining the ranks of schools like Pierre, who has won the last four 11AA champions, Huron, uh, Brookings, and uh, will probably be a force to reckon with at that level immediately the same way Harrisburg has become an 11 AAA. Growing numbers, already an established winning football culture, uh, continuing infiltration of excellent athletes, the access to the kinds of excellent resources young athletes get in a city like Sioux Falls. An exponentially growing community in itself, but the Curtis Riggs Football Academy at the Sanford Fieldhouse and year-round sophisticated elite weight training and strength and conditioning training. And some of these teams have their own Sanford representatives that are in charge of the strength and conditioning of these football programs. And so when you have that combination of already an established winning culture, resources, hunger, and let's face it, some financial help from parents and boosters, of which there is plenty in the T community. This is what you get. Domination as you continue to move up the ranks and then immediate competitiveness as you get to the next level. We'll go back down on the field as SDPB TV continues its post-game interviews. Austin Lake right now is in front of the camera and fielding questions. Again, the T-area senior quarterback. Chances are a first-team All-Stater and the MVP of this game. 7-10 through the air, a buck 42, two touchdowns, eight rushes, 116 yards, another couple scores. And let's go back down onto the field with Austin Lake and SBT, SDPB-TV. Absolutely. Austin, i got to say, what an incredible game you had. And you're a senior. What's next for you? Um, right now I'm undecided where I'm going to college. I've done a few visits for football. But right now I'm just going to soak it in with the guys and try to figure out my plans for the future. Fair enough. You must be on top of the world right now and also about as tired as you could possibly be, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. What do you want to say to the community and the fans who are, are here for you, who showed up? I just want to, I mean, we have a huge supportive crowd that came out tonight. And I mean... With COVID and all this stuff that's going on, they've supported us, and everyone's been trying to get tickets because there's a limited amount of tickets, and everyone wants to come to the game. So we just got a super supportive community that is really good for us. That's fantastic. And tell me a little bit about prepping this season and practicing, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. Things must be very different. Yeah, we got a later start than what we usually do, so we couldn't prep as long as we'd like to for, like, the first couple games, but 
we worked with what we had and Clayburg really prepped us for what we had coming for us because we knew it was going to be a tough season, but we had a great team and we knew we could make it here. Well, it clearly worked out in your favor. Big congratulations to you and thanks so much for speaking with me. Thank you. All right. Our thanks to Austin Lake and South Dakota Public Broadcasting for that interview. Again, the T-Area Titans have beaten Canton 35-16 in the 11A state championship game. We're not done from the Dakota Dome today because we get the big boys at 7 o'clock in 11 AAA. Number 5 Harrisburg looking to continue what it calls its redemption tour, looking to avenge each of its three regular season losses. They are two for two. But their final challenge is Brandon Valley, and the Lynx come in as the number two seed, having beaten Harrisburg 63-27 earlier this year, and having won eight games in a row and reaching its fourth final in five years. So, as Harrisburg makes the move from 11-AA to AAA and reaches the state championship game in just its second season at that level, T area likely exiting 11A with his second title in three years in that class. And they did it in dominating fashion today. For John Michaels, I'm John Gaskins. Tigers and Lynx. 7 o'clock kick, a special half-hour pregame show. Interviews with both coaches and the SDPB analyst for this game, Curtis Riggs, breaking down those two combatants and a bunch of players that he tutors at the Riggs Football Academy. So join us at 6.30. We are looking forward to it, and we thank you for listening this afternoon. The T-Area Titans, Class 11A, state champions, 35-16 over Canton. You've been listening to high school football from the Dakota Dome on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230,